All right. Raise your hand if you think being selfish is a bad thing. Yeah, I know I can't see you and you can't see me, but honestly, it was just a rhetorical question because if you didn't feel like it was such a bad thing, self-care wouldn't be the universal struggle that we're all facing. Listeners, it's your host, Kira Wackett, back with another solo episode. Today, we're talking about what it means to be selfish and why this is actually the best thing that we can do to show up for ourselves and the world around us. I work with clients all the time who constantly focus on supporting others. Anytime the suggestion is made to engage in any self-care, say no to someone else's requests, or factor themselves into the storyline of their own lives in any way, they push back with the aggressive labels and fears such as, I'm not selfish. People will think I'm self-absorbed. I don't want people to think I don't care. Or, but think about blank. A person or experience or situation that they've concluded is worse off or more deserving than themselves. This belief is deeply embedded in their brains. They can't put themselves first, even for a moment, because it would go against their values and beliefs. They want to be generous, kind, compassionate. They believe in showing up for others. And they've been taught that this is the only way to prove that. And I get it. I understand we're all trying to do what we can to be the best versions of ourselves. No one's faulting you for that. But is losing yourself in the process of taking care of everyone else the only way to do it? Now, unfortunately, we live in a world of binaries. Rather than seeing selfish as a concept that exists on a continuum, we see people as either or, selfless, or selfish. But selfish with the ish at the end merely implies something like or approximate to. Can we consider the self? Can we factor the self in? Are we close to the self in a way that we're not hidden or unseen? In contrast, the idea of being selfless means without the self. Selfish is not synonymous with being self-absorbed. Selfish is not about making the whole world about you. Selfless is about making your life about everyone else but you. Now, not only is that not possible, but it's not helpful. And we've spent too many generations trying to force people, particularly women, people of color, and other minorities into this model of living to support those in positions of power. Now, I want to assert the notion that being selfish isn't evil. It's not unkind. And it's time that we address the myths and misconceptions about what it means. So let's make this point very clear. Your value is not dependent on you taking care of everyone else. You are not a bad person if you choose to take care of yourself. Taking care of our needs, nurturing our dreams, and getting clear on our why is imperative to being the best versions of ourselves and have the greatest impact on the world around us. Sometimes it can't be about the other people in your life. Sometimes we have to dare to dream of a world where we too are a factor. Because when we don't, we're setting examples to people around us that they too shouldn't put themselves first. And we reinforce to people in our lives not to expect that they need to factor you in. And do you know what this breeds? Yeah, resentment, shame, disconnection, and ultimately burnout. The act of factoring you into your own life is not about saying other people don't matter. It just means you're allowing space for you to count too. 
Have you ever heard the phrase, you can't pour from an empty cup? Well, as simple as it sounds, many of us keep trying to prove otherwise. So let's stop running that rat race. Accept that you cannot live a life constantly in a state of doing and giving. Sure, it would be so much more convenient for everyone else if you could. And you can't. It might be less scary than asserting yourself and fearing rejection or judgment. And you can't. So what's the next step of letting go of these beliefs? First, you need to write a new definition for selfish. Explore that idea of a continuum. Is there a way to be kind and generous and give to others and yourself? Second, make a declaration statement that you are important too. Whether you say it aloud every day, write it down on a sheet of paper so that you can see it when you walk out the door or make it your alarm on your phone. Put it out into the world that you matter too. Third, sit in the discomfort brought up by saying it and spend more time getting clear on the shame driving you to believe that your life is about giving everything to everyone else. Where did you learn this? Where has it been proven to be true? What's happened when you didn't do this? Four, start by taking small sits. This is what a meditation teacher told that I needed to do when I first got into this idea of meditating. He told me that it wasn't about learning to sit and meditate for hours, but inviting stillness into my day with the opportunity for small sits. Do this with self-care. Take a small sit and check in with what you feel or need. Validate it and make space for it to be seen. Take five minutes and answer to no one but you. Sit and let your mind wander and get to know all the thoughts and anxieties that you're asking yourself to hold on to every day and somehow suppress beneath the surface so you can keep living for everyone else. Five, practice radical acceptance and accept that a part of you is always going to feel drawn to give of yourself at all times to be worthy or of value. That thought might feel true and it's only as true as we allow it to be in our story. It's going to visit you regularly and you get to choose not to engage with it. And finally, number six, find one way every day to say no to something or someone else to take and make space to say yes for you. Maybe that's saying no to checking your email or social media as soon as you wake up, freeing yourself from the pressures of someone else's timeline to just be with yourself for a few moments in the morning. Maybe that means declining an invite or turning off your phone for an hour a day. Whatever it is, invite the no. Accept the anxious thought as just a thought and let go of the pressure to do anything else. Now, a lot of these topics like radical acceptance and shame have been talked about in previous episodes, so be sure to check out the show notes to see links to those episodes as well. And before you go, I would love to hear from you anything and everything that came up, so be sure to answer that Q&A, fill out the poll, or send me a voice memo so we can connect and I can support you and learn from you in this process together. If you found today's episode valuable and insightful, I encourage you to leave a review. Hit that five-star button. And of course, share this episode with someone you think could benefit from hearing it. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember, change takes time and every step counts. So stay the course, stay hopeful, and stay committed to your well-being. We'll be back with more insightful discussions to support you on your journey. Until then, take care, and I'll catch you next Sunday. Thank you.